Hey guys, welcome back to JL's podcast and want to welcome you back. Happy New Year to those of you who um, I haven't said that to. Um, welcome back if you're new. Um, welcome to you and if you're returning, welcome back. Um, it's JL's podcast. We drop an episode every Tuesday and we like to talk about pretty much anything relating to faith, Christianity and life. And um, and how you know trying to make that as practical as possible. So you are coming into um, a three-part conversation with one of my friends Nathan, and I actually, believe it or not, messaged him the night before I recorded this episode, and he is on holiday. So um, I, it was a bit of a stab in the dark, but um, also. Have a look out on the 29th of January. I'm going to be releasing a special episode talking about what's going to be coming up in season two of this podcast. Yes, we are coming up to the end of um, this first season of this podcast. And so I'm really excited about season two, really excited about the things that are going to be coming. And so look out for that on the 29th of January 2019 going to be sharing a little bit about what's going to happen in season two which is going to be even more awesome um and season one's been fantastic so far but i want to encourage you um to continue uh, and to listen to all three parts of this conversation nathan is a fantastic guy um such a joyous funny um and yet so deep of a person so I really enjoyed this conversation every time we have conversation I remember one of those conversations we had on the way down to Bustleton at one time and I think we kept talking for about an hour and 40 minutes and so he's the kind of guy I can just sit down with and just keep talking and talking and talking and um, just find new ways to new conversation and just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper with every single conversation we have so i really enjoyed this chat there was quite a lot of fun there was quite a lot of joy with it and um if you'd like to get in touch with nathan i'll put his details down um in the description but yeah going to be talking about pastoring going to be talking about grief and how to grieve well and the importance of grief we're going to be talking about Jesus being in the midst of all of the grief that we that we experience and how um, how to practically walk that out. What are some of the things to think about when you're going through grief? We're going to be talking about Emmanuel, God, with us and exploring that idea a little bit more. And so um, I hope you're blessed by it. If you have any questions, you have any comments, you'd like to give me any feedback, feel free to do so. My social media and... Uh, and I think email is available through the podcast page. Without any further ado, let's jump into the conversation with Nathan. Good. Am I the first one of the new year? You are the oh, second one. <laughs> you are the second one. Um, I <laughs> Nearly actually, got through. I actually recorded. Oh, that's right. You did a happy, happy new year. year. That's <laughs> right. I haven't listened to that one yet, but 
Yeah. So how that actually came about is we just decided to have fish and chips on yeah. the night. Yeah. And and then just watch movies. <laughs> and then we just set up some um, <laughs> some like air mattresses in my yeah in my lounge and just slept and then it was happy new year. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, that I was love it. it. That's so good. Oh. Uh, I thought I could ask some. I could ask you some quick fire questions. Yeah, great. Um, that are not related to any of the questions that I sent you. I like this. Um, I've asked a few of my guests. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, what? what if fun. you have to. <laughs> <laughs> right now, you do have to. That's great. Favorite movie of all time. I'll I'll, I'll wing something. Even if I can't name of all time, I'll say something I watched recently that I've really enjoyed. Okay. From Riff Raff from there. I watched Vice recently. That was really good. Vice? Yeah. Who's Vice by? Um, I think the director's Adam McKay, I think. He did the, the big short. He's oh, actually okay. done comedies. He's, he's actually okay. more famous like Anchorman and things like okay. that. But he's oh, dabbled wow. in like, like good quality films. Wow. And this one's about um, the vice president, Dick Cheney. Stars Christian Bale. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Wow. It's like, I mean, I'll talk, I'll, I won't obviously go on and on about it, but. Um, That's cool. I'll, I'll mention it. I might mention that one. I think, uh, awesome. I think the one that I shared last time was my old time is the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> when you asked me, maybe like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, um, there's so many films I like. Yeah. Last time you remember hearing. <laughs> uh. There's this song on YouTube that my parents showed me yesterday. They've been looking after my cousins. Yeah. And they like babies. And it's like this song about sharks. Oh. It's this kid's song about sharks. sharks. Baby sharks. Oh, no. <laughs> Please don't sing it. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> last song. <laughs> that last night. <laughs> oh. Um. Driving one, it's driving my pastor insane at the moment, actually. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> the last song I remember hearing was, um, I think, something by Lauren Daigle. Yeah. Um, the famous one. Um, you Say. Is it called You Say? You Say I Am Loved. You oh, say, that's yeah. a beautiful that's, song. That's the last yeah, one. Yeah, that's, that's gone mainstream, hasn't it? Yeah. What's the last movie you saw? Was it Vice? Yeah, that was nice. Right. Yeah. Oh, actually, um, it might have been Grand Budapest Hotel, actually. What? Yeah. Yeah, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Budapest. Oh! Hotel. Yeah. Oh! West, West Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wow. Yeah. I had been meaning to watch that. It's such a Probably. good film. Put that on my yeah. to watch list. Talk yeah. amongst yourselves. Are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> it's raw. Oh, this is great. Um, I actually looked at your computer. I was like, I wonder if we're recording ooh. already. So I said, oh, yeah, I'll talk a bit more about it on the podcast when we start <laughs> recording. But this is the podcast. Um, last movie I remember seeing was Aquaman. Oh, what was it like? Um, it was a DC movie. Yeah. Yeah. So does that it keeps it keeps it in line with the DC theme. Although now I read an article that said that it just surpassed Wonder Woman for really? um, for the amount of sales. So See, if you liked Wonder Woman, yeah. you might like this one. See, I, I I watched ten minutes of Wonder Woman and I turned it off. Ooh. 
Yeah, I just you're gonna have a you're gonna have a real big feminist backlash because of that. I know I will. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with with the main actor or anything yeah. like that. I just don't like DC at the moment. Oh. I thought Batman versus Superman was pretty crap. Oh, wow. Um, so I was just like, oh great, what's what's the rest gonna be like? Okay. And well, I just didn't get into Wonder Woman because I'm just not into DC cinematic universe. At the wow. I think they're trying too hard, personally. Okay. Hey, look, each well, of their own. Wait for Aquaman to come out. Yeah. On, on like DVD. So that's that's my bit of advice. Okay, you, fair enough. Wait for the come out DVD. Try that, that too hard. Don't spend your money on it. Yeah. It might come out on Netflix or something. Look, even like, that. like I, I had, I've got an Apple TV device and like Justice League's like five bucks to buy. Oh, that is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the last meal you had? Um, I, I had some soup this morning for breakfast. Just some leftovers. I heated up, put some bread in the toaster, and soup. put some put some olive oil on the bread. And just oh. had like had like toasty olive oil bread and Yum. and um, soup. And soup. It was delicious. <laughs> it's like a Thai pumpkin soup or something. Pretty nice. I had a burger. Oh last yeah. Night. So you haven't had breakfast this morning. No, I don't usually eat breakfast. Yeah, I'm I'm not really a big breakfast eater myself. But I was like, oh, I'm gonna be out all day. I should probably have food. Probably. Mm. Good idea. Well, Nathan, that mm. is the end of the introduction question. That <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea we were recording. I feel like I would have given a more substantial answer to to, to the movies I like. They've got to be, you know. On the fly, but I like Lord of the Rings, and Philadelphia also came away as well. But anyway, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, thanks for agreeing to do this. I think it's been like a long time coming. Right? I talked to you about this like yeah. six months ago. So bro, we should do a podcast. Yeah, and it finally happened. It's pretty random. He messaged me on Instagram last night. He didn't even text me. Instagram me. Hey. Good thing I was on. I I actually um don't have notifications. You had just posted something. That's I looked why. at it. And it was fifty eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Since you posted, I mean, like, good thing you called me because I, I do not have notifications on Instagram. I uh, I turn them off. Yeah. So I only set like five minutes um, every four hours to look at social media. No, ten minutes I should say, but five minutes for Instagram. Wow. So yeah, you caught me like a window. Wow. <laughs> I could have woke up this morning, looked at Instagram, and be like, oh, oh, he's probably planned his day. Was meant to be. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna need to um, find out. A bit later on about that little yeah, ten yeah. minute Instagram social media window. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give it um, times. I'm gonna need to find out why. So I'll ask you later. Oh yeah, cool. That's fine. Um, yeah. So yes, it has been a long time coming, and I don't have a dog. <laughs> I, <don't> have a <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, like, oh, do you have a little dog? <laughs> Protect yourselves. Just in case it's a rogue dog. Rogue dog. <laughs> just like comes through. Not really. By, by the sounds of it, it would be like a, like a small rogue dog. Yeah. It was. Yeah, so it would be like small. <laughs> um, yeah, so, mm. I mean, you have a podcast of your own that mm. you run with a friend yes. um, called Finding the Line. Finding the Line. Yeah. And um, the way you've talked about it is you're actually trying to find the line. Yes. Um, yeah. But you are pretty close to skimming over 
heretical materials and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh dear. Which we'll we'll uh, we'll um, either let slide. I'm gonna. Hey, no, I'll just um, connect. Put the links of that in the, yeah. in the episode yeah. thing. But um, it's one of the things that a lot of people might know, might not know about you, is yeah. that you were a pastor. Yes. Of a, of a flock. Yes. If yeah, that's what pastors do. They're yeah, pastors yeah, they pass, they pass the flock. <laughs> <next day. laughs> <laughs> the pastor people. Yeah. Ah, that's um, it. Yeah, it was. So yeah. tell me a little bit about that story, your intro to ministry. Yeah. Also, feel free yeah. to yeah. include your testimony in there. I'd love to know how you actually came to. Ooh, maybe I should like do I don't, think, I don't think I've ever asked you that. Yeah, no, I, I don't think we've actually ever talked about it. You should definitely do that. Maybe I'll tell you my, my testimony in terms of how I came to faith, and Please. then I'll talk about um, my entrance into. Um, Church-based pastoral yeah, ministry, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, <laughs> so in some Christian circles, there's that term "flirt to convert." Oh, you heard that one before? I already like this story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was going to an all-boys school, and there's an all-girls school down the road. Mm-hmm. And I guess at that point in time, in terms of like worldview, like I didn't really care if there was a god or not. Mm. Um, I think on uh, our census forms as a family, we identified as like um, uh, Anglican, but we okay. never, I'd never been to an Anglican church or anything <laughs> like that. And maybe I'd gone to like maybe a church like once when I was like five or wow. something. And uh, I think one time they had, we had religious education coming to my public primary school. Like it was optional if you wanted to do it. Yeah. My parents like opted me and oh, I said uh, a heresy in year two. I remember that. Uh, I it was year two and I told him the Bible story about Jesus yeah. and I said to him that even Jesus wasn't perfect and I remember the teacher of the Bible teaching me like no <laughs> that's not true <laughs> and so but anyway uh, fast forward like 10-12 years later so I was around I think I was around four, 17 mm-hmm. um, I started going out with this girl and um, she went to a youth group and I used to oh. um, of course. I My perception of her going to youth group was that it would be super cheesy. Mm. Um, so cheesy, I nicknamed it the Camel Club Youth Group because it just sounded like a cheesy nickname. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got, oh, you got Camel Club Youth Group. I made like a logo and everything. It's a bit of a terrible thing, but that's totally wow. what I did. But anyway. That's the best you could come up with. Yeah, Camel Club Youth Group. Hey, look, you can I had this ugly camel head as like the thing. Wow. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so she tried to invite me several times, and I kept on saying, no, I'm okay, because uh, I thought it would be super dorky, super mm, cheesy. Yeah. Um, even, though I, even though I thought people who I would deem, quote-unquote, religious would be you know, nice people, I thought they were yeah. very narrow-minded, very closed-minded, mm. um, very shallow, yeah. almost cultish but in a in a kind way um so i was like oh that's nice and she tried to introduce me to hillsong music and i oh, yeah. i was like oh actually no i think she tried to introduce me to planet shakers and i thought oh look it's high five that was the thing yeah that was that was the issue that kind of held me back for a few months I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is live now yeah so anyway <laughs> people people also, now know do not edit <laughs> cut things out Oh man, that's great. People now know my thoughts on Planet Shakers music. That's great. Anyway, um, so, but 
I decided to go one night because she started talking about how awesome some of these guys were at youth group. Mm. I got jealous. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh I see. Like, oh, that is so funny. <laughs> he said this. They're like, who's Dover? <laughs> <laughs> decided to go. Why are you talking to him? Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> so I went, and probably the first thing I noticed was that, because uh, it, it was in Queen's Park, which I don't know where your listening demographics are, but it's, it's a low, lower socioeconomic area in, yeah. in kind of the southern suburbs around Cainton area. Mm. And uh, so a lot of the kids were like, came from local schools and somehow had a bit of a kind of gangster vibe to yeah. them. Yeah. But uh, some of them were like really cool. And I think the first thing that resonated with me when I walked in was like, oh, these are actually really ordinary people. Yeah. Because I was pitching everyone to be in like the white suits thing and Jesus is my pal. Yeah, wow. Um, honestly, like that's cool. my, my perception was they'd be like Ned Flanders. Like yeah. honestly thought they'd be like Ned Flanders kids. So going in, I was quite shocked and surprised. Mm. Uh, I still found it all quite cheesy, yeah. like especially when they did the, the music. The first, first ever praise song I listened to was All Around the World. All around the world we're singing. You don't know that one? Ah, uh, don't. Your king, that. your king, come. Anyway, like you spin around circles if you say all around the world. Is this play school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a planet. Maybe it's a planet shaker song. Oh, wow. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh man, I'm isolating so much of your listeners now. Uh, anyway, it's hot underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's hot no. Uh, so anyway, but it was about six months later I actually uh, had an encounter with God. I actually wasn't in the youth group per se. Mm. So I kept on coming back to the youth group because it was something about it that drew me into that community. And it kind of got to a point where culturally I'll have the, I guess you could say the facade, like I will, you know, do lift up my hands and I'll pray and everything yeah. like that publicly, but it wouldn't have any deep resonance with me. Yeah. So culturally I became very embedded without ever having, I guess you could say, a sincere transformation of, of how I would view the world and how I would see God and what that would mean for me in terms of being a human being in this yeah. world. Uh, that happened six months later. Uh, it's funny thinking about it now how I was living one way yeah. like at the youth group but then actually what's going on behind the scenes. Wow. Um, but anyway, six months later, my girlfriend's birthday at the time, um, broke up years and years ago, but uh, my girlfriend at the time's birthday was coming up yeah. I thought to myself I should give her a Christian gift whatever that right. means yeah so I went to uh, I went to Kurong never stepped foot in Kurong before wow um, so that was quite a, an, an eye-opening experience for, for me and I was like oh hello hi um, so I walked around the store she was very much into the whole creation debate um, you know you know creation evolution young earth old earth like all that type mm. of that type of yeah. stuff um and I just thought, well, it's stuff she's interested in, so I'll get her something that kind of piques that interest of yeah. hers. So I bought a DVD called Case for a Creator by mm. uh, a um, Christian by the name of Lee Strobel. Yeah. He's more famous for his book and subsequent documentary, The Case for Christ. Yeah. Now, I decided to Google who this guy was once I bought the DVD, and that's where I actually came across the Case for Christ documentary that was online. Yeah. Um, I was on YouTube because YouTube was still pretty new. Uh, it was on Google.video or video.google. Yeah, 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 old school, right? And I uh, actually sat down one night and decided to watch this documentary. And for me, seeing the historical reliability behind the Gospels, in particular the Gospels, yeah. all right, um, kind of the epicenter of, of the faith of, of God in the flesh and the person yeah. of Jesus. To see, uh, it's to see that there were smart people who 
believed in Jesus as a historical figure. Mm. And on top of that, the same people who can actually have a strong faith that actually the death and resurrection is a very valid um, explanation for, for Christianity as we know it. Yeah. That really got me thinking. And yes, the evidence and all that was important for me. I, I wouldn't say that kind of sprung it for me. It was more the implications of that. Because up until that point, I thought, okay, there's probably many different ways to, to God and, um, you, know, you know, that's your truth, this is my truth, and, you know, that, that type of kind of philosophy and thinking, you know. Even though I wasn't deeply engaged in that type of thinking, kind of more broadly, that's, you know, it's more word to question me, I'll think about and probably say that. Yeah. You know, so that was kind of my, my thinking in the background. And I think, for me, Jesus stepping down into history... You know, it's, it's almost like you know Shakespeare went into Romeo and Juliet story and started mm. changing things from the yeah. inside out. I thought this is mind blowing. So the implications of um, God becoming a person and coming to humanity that was mind blowing for me. And I got to the end of the documentary. I did my first prayer, which was like, "Sorry, Jesus, I've ignored you for so long." Oh. So I mean, that's in a nutshell my testimony. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, perhaps shifting across to my transition into. To church-based ministry, and I want to be explicit with that language when I use the word. Yeah. How we would be deliberate how we use that word ministry. Of course, yeah. we would all agree that yeah. anything that you do that um, loves God, loves neighbours, um, embodies uh, the gospel, whether it be plumbing or garbage. Absolutely. Or, you know, it's all yeah. it's all ministry. It is. All but 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 to to get probably more to the precise point of kind of church-based ministry, um, you know, explicitly within within that context. Um, I mean, look, I, I was a youth leader at this first church that I went to, mm-hmm. uh, became a 2IC youth pastor for a short time. Yeah. Um, eventually, I did move to uh, uh, another church, um, so I used to go out with, with this girl, and so I followed her out of the church. And initially, we were going to find a church of our own. She was attending her parents' church I was going to attend. Uh, I was attending my church. We were initially, originally going to decide to find a church of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, but dad got diagnosed with a brain tumour yeah. and like died like 10 weeks later. And um, now, separate from the relationship, and this is important to say, yeah. separate from the relationship I developed, like it, it became more of a mentoring role, which like, as he used to mentor me, um, probably one of the, the most godly men I knew, yeah. um, one who engages both critically but also in a deep kind of existential level as well. Like it wasn't either or, it wasn't just all head or hearts or anything. It was mm. this deep integration of meaning with how he approached faith. And that really resonated with me. And so he mentored me for a, for a while. And then when he got the diagnosis, he actually asked me if, if I wanted to kind of step in like an associate type style role within, within his church. And the church is quite... Was, was dwindling at numbers at that point in time. They'd done a major shake-up of the church. They'd gone into a more of a home church role as opposed yeah. to me in the building, mostly for financial reasons. Mm. But as a result, you know, there, there are pros and cons of both approaches. And I guess yeah. one of the cons is that you know, having a kids' ministry can be quite difficult in that new space. That's right. So as a result, well, the families didn't want to go, not because of anything to do with the church per se, but just to do with the structure. Yeah. So it became smaller, and I guess with this grief that was forthcoming um, uh, it, it made sense to rather than just rush away from my former girlfriend's you know parents church we, I decided I actually maybe it's appropriate we 
spent the season here. Mm. And so when he died, I actually took on the... Oh, it was almost like a baptism by fire, so to speak. Yeah. Um, being thrown into that role. Because all of a sudden now, it was me and um, and the other pastor who was the wife of, of, of the um, person who died were now kind of in this leadership role. Of course, she was grieving and mm. to a certain extent I was as well, but of course, to, to be fair, nowhere as near as what she was. So, yeah. um, let, let alone my girlfriend's grief as well at the time. So, um, yeah, I think my, so my initial kind of pastoral in the official sense was being within this role where there was a grieving community. Yeah. And... I think for me that's been some of the biggest pastoral thing like introduction for me is to recognize and this is something i've carried through in in kind of ongoing ministry now the, the recognition that actually you have the psalms in the bible for a reason and there are psalms of joy but there are psalms of lament in psalm 88 ends you know you often hear sermons and they'll pick they might pick the psalm that have sadness and ends in joy and yeah that's fine it's true <laughs> but actually psalm 88 for example it ends with darkness is my only friend because yeah. sometimes you can feel like you're just in the darkness yeah and jesus cried his tears of and scream of dereliction on the cross mm-hmm. you know and we, we have a messiah who weeps for the city so actually become a, becoming acquainted with a community's grief yeah for me, it's been more, was probably the big, big pastoral lesson of it, mm. because I think as a result, I've, I've, I've come to learn to be okay with people not being okay and yeah. not trying to come in and fix everything. Yeah. Because sometimes things are just really bad in people's lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. How old yeah. were you? When you I, <laughs> so what? How old are you? Uh, I'm 27 you're... now. Uh, at the time, I was. Jeez, I'm trying to think. Uh, 2015. What's the maths there? Um, yeah, it would have been around... By the time he died, it would have been around 25, and 24, 25. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, 24, 24. Yeah. Wow. When so died. very young. Very young, yes. Entry, yeah. <laughs> very, very young. Very young entry, yeah. It was... It, yeah. Um, so and yeah. you're coming into this mm. with grief, mm. learning how to grieve, yes. mentor. Yes. Father figure. Per- yes, father yeah, absolutely. Definitely and, father figure, yeah. Um, and also to help others to grieve as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gee, what an experience. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a messy space. But as I've kind of been learning more recently, you know, uh, we we see we see the mess of the cross, and we see that the messiness is all throughout Jesus' ministry. Yeah? yeah, messiness doesn't mean it's always bad. Messiness just means that's kind of how it is, and. Jesus is the light that comes into the darkness, Absolutely. so to speak. And, and uh, I was experiencing darkness, the community was experiencing darkness, and it was just amazing to to be in this this mm. space where things were actually... It's weird to say it was good to be in a space where everything was bad, but I think it's, in hindsight, growing me quite a bit. So, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so give us some things that you, now looking back, mm. you would say you learnt the process of learning of, of pastoring I mean like you said baptism by fire yeah totally yeah, yeah. you never do you never know how, what it's like until you do it yes yes um, so what are some things that you take away from that that whole experience in that season in mm. your life mm. some things I take away from it gosh um, so one of them that you said was yeah. that it's okay 
for people not to be okay yeah. and not try and, and for you like you learn not to try and fix people's stuff yes yes, yes. And mess yes sometimes there isn't that solution <laughs> yeah exactly um, I think that's probably the biggest biggest thing for me kind of dovetailing into that as well as seeing faith through the lens of a journey as well um, you know people we, we can often present faith in such a way um, that you it's kind of like take it or leave it but I think there's a sense in which people are kind of trying to work things out along the journey and you want to facilitate that and to actually be okay with people trying to work out what they believe and mm. and of course you don't want to just um, you know when, when I talk about that I don't mean that it's completely hands free or anything like that um, you give them Jesus the, take the wheel yeah Jesus take the wheel <laughs> no, yeah. you want to give people the tools to think through their faith and you do also want to guide them in, in some sense because actually there is such thing as you know, you know, if someone goes, is starting to go, oh, I just become like a new ager type oh, thing. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I guess it's this tension, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you want to facilitate, you want to be facilitating of people's journey of, yeah. of faith and, and trying to work things out and give people that grace space, so to speak, to, yeah. to really wrestle and, and think through what they believe, especially against the backdrop of perhaps some of their experiences. Absolutely. But you also... You, you want to, to do it in a way that, yes, you facilitate the questions. Yes, you give that space. You also do want to be in, in, a, non, um, in a non-controlling way, a helpful guide, though, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I'm, kind of, I'm kind of reminded of the story of, of Jesus with um, the death of Lazarus. There was both truth and tears. So with Mary and Martha, um, you have... Um, I'm just trying to get it right. I think it's Martha who comes and um, says, oh, you know, well, you know, this is sad. This is happened. Lazarus died and mm. you know, there's this lot of grief there. And in that moment, Jesus kind of enters, stops the flow of the heart and says, actually, I am the resurrection of life. Yeah. He who believes. So there's this truth. That's right. Um, but it's not all just truth because actually when Mary comes, almost with the exact same um, grief and, and questioning, he doesn't stop the flow. He enters into the flow of yeah, the heart yeah. and, and uh, starts weeping. And yeah. there's, this, there's this grief, you know, Jesus weeping. And I actually think holding both in that tension, um, there's both truth and tears. And I guess in that sense, there's both space to wrestle and, and, and space to, to allow, but also space to actually come and, and, and guide people appropriately into, mm. into what is true. And what is true being, being Jesus, you know, truth is a person. Absolutely. And I think if we recapture that, I think um, it actually makes the journey much less dehumanising for yeah, people in facilitating right. that. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's awesome. I, I've thought now for a while that it's important for for us as believers to learn mm-hmm. to grieve yes. well. Yes, and, yes. Um, to go through that process because I, don't, I think maybe we underestimate really how much that has power because yes. we are asked to put off the old man mm. and to put on the new man yeah. and that's a letting go yes yes and if you're on a journey where that is happening constantly yes so there's you know there's another paradigm there's another way of yeah. thinking that I used to yeah, do yeah. yeah 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 that I've got to let go of today in yes. the face of Christ yes and yes. what he's calling me into yes. and what he says about it mm. so I've got to let go of that yes and I mean, if you've held on to a belief for, for a while or um, you've, you've set up your life in a specific way, yeah. 
to just let go of all of that. Yeah. It's not just that, oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It's, it's habits you learn over time. Oh, absolutely. And things like yeah, that. Yeah, and so yeah. there has to be a grieving process where you kind of go, okay, now yes. I've got to let go of that properly. Yes. So I've embraced the new. Yes. Um, absolutely. So yeah, I absolutely agree with there are the reality that we need yes. to learn how to grieve well and yes um, and also Jesus is part of that process absolutely which, he's, which, he's at the center of it all yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Hey, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked it. And I uh, want to encourage you, drop a rate, a review, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. If you're new, thanks for tuning in. If you're returning, thank you for coming back. Thanks for lending your ear and, um, and to do this podcast. I want to encourage you to reflect and think about this and what you've just heard. Don't just move on. Make sure you just you know digest because some of these places were pretty deep where we went into and i hope this has blessed you i hope this has um, challenged you and helped you to think a little bit differently and from a different perspective about some of these things that we've discussed again we drop an episode every tuesday of the month also look out for the 29th of january we've got a massive announcement about season two of this honest chats podcast and um, i'm really looking forward to um, what season two has to bring i'm looking forward to um, how things are going to unravel as we move forward um so keep an eye out for that and um thank you again we'll you'll hear from us next week